first weekend of March Madness is in the books. We've got a special early podcast this week. We've actually got two podcasts coming to you this week. First one is coming to you uh, Tuesday morning. Next one will be Friday morning whenever we normally do them. Uh, This first one is going to be myself, Trent, Austin, and Alex. Um, We're going to be on to talk March Madness, talk about uh, a very special segment, DFW sports segment. So we're going to hit on the Cowboys, Mavs, Stars, Rangers, all of it. Um, in the March Madness segment, segment we recap the first weekend. St. Peter's going to the Sweet 16. We actually had someone very close to one of our hosts uh, predict that. So we'll get into that. Uh, talk about our new Final Four predictions, if our champion pre- prediction has changed at all, um, and a whole lot more. And then on the second half of the podcast, it's uh, Austin's going to join Trent and Alex and I, and we're going to do the DFW Sports segment. So it's a really great podcast. Um, quick little programming note. Uh, we did have to cut the first part, the March Madness segment off a little bit short. Um, it was actually the last thing we recorded uh, that night, uh, but we had some nasty storms blowing through DFW, sirens going off at my house. And so uh, we cut that a little bit short just to err on the side of caution. So I uh, wish we could have gotten a little more discussion in, but we still got a lot in. So trust me, it's still going to be worth it. Uh, just want to let you guys know that. But yeah, so March Madness segment segment is coming up next. All right, here we are. It is Monday, March 21st, whenever we are recording this. We just wrapped up the opening weekend of March Madness, and guys, it was great. It just, there were so many great games. There wasn't like that really big buzzer beater win, but you had upsets. You had I had the flu. Trent had the flu. It's everything you could (laughs) want in March. (laughs) I don't know. It to me, I thought it was a great opening weekend. Would y'all agree? Yeah. I mean, okay. Sure. For my, <laughs> for some y'all people. are just as excited as I am. Wow. Um, I wanted to quickly recap. So, um, you know, last week we did the official making the call bracket. Uh, we made all of our picks for every single game. Um, I did want a full transparency. I said it was, you know, I said in the intro to that podcast, it was going to be the first perfect bracket ever. Um, really it's just a lot of bloodbath. It's just red everywhere. Um, so we did have some good picks, but we also had some bad ones. So I wanted to run through some of those real quick before we kind of get into some of the big, um, turnouts and, and games from this past weekend. Um, so Trent, you were on record calling Providence the worst four seed in the tournament. Um, there was only, turned out the, the worst four seed was actually Illinois because they're the only four no, seed that's shut not up. in this they're the only four seed that is such teams. a that is such a Whoa. stupid take that you just had there. Holy <laughs> cow! Here we go. Do, you want to think about this before you keep going? Which four seed isn't in the Sweet Sixteen? Illinois. Okay, but which four seed had to play a the five seed that was in the Final Four last year? Uh, Illinois. Illinois. Which four seed has had to play a thirteen seed and a twelve seed this year and barely got by both? <laughs> That's Providence. I'm just just saying. No, no. You cannot say that was a bet. Providence is the worst four seed. I stand by that. Everyone needs to stand by that. It's it's not even close. Illinois, UCLA, Arkansas would mop the floor with Providence. They wouldn't even come out of it for the second half. They'd be on the bus. (laughs) That is so lazy of you to say, and that kind of ticks me off. 
Oh. We're four seed because you're not in the tournament anymore. Yeah, because they played the team that lost in the Final Four last year. You're right. You're right. The, Jeez, if, Andrew. If it was, you're right. If I was going to call <laughs> yeah, out I one of right. your... If I was going to call out one of your bad picks from last year, I could have said how you had USC in the final four. But I decided to be nice and just make The ref screwed them over. And I'm not backing down from that. I'm just saying, you had them in the final four. And they didn't make it And they would have made it if the refs... Well, okay. This is what I'll say about USC. They did not deserve to win that game because of the first half they had. It was their worst first half in probably a millennium. I don't know if they've even been playing that long. But it was the worst half I've ever seen. They had like 13 turnovers in the first half. Yeah. But the refs kind of screwed them over at the end of the game. So they didn't deserve to win that game, but they didn't deserve to lose how they did. All right. That's okay. what I'm going to say about that game. All right. All right. So turning to Alex. Um, yep. Alex was the lucky one of all of us because his Brack is his region has been yeah. mostly chalk. Um, yeah. His one big blemish was he picked Davidson over Michigan State in the first round. But, like, other yeah. than that, I mean, he had a good call on Arkansas, putting Arkansas in the Sweet 16. He has them going all the way to the Elite Eight in his – or I guess – no, you have them going to the Sweet 16 and then losing to Gonzaga. So, good call yeah. on Arkansas. Um, Hudson said UNC was overrated and they should have been lower than an eight seed. Uh, they decided they decided to beat his and my uh, Baylor Bears in the round of 32. So, that was upsetting. Um, I was yeah. upset because I picked Chattanooga. You know, I was very, very, very emphatic about it. I picked Chattanooga into my Sweet 16, and they lost a heartbreaking game against Illinois. They were up that whole game, and then Illinois, I think, led for the final 25 seconds. Just Chattanooga threw it away. So I was that was pretty sad. Um, all of us, it was kind of funny going back listening to it, to it, but all of us were like super down on Michigan saying they shouldn't even have been in the bracket. They shouldn't have the gotten the whole to, country, you know, basically. Shouldn't have I, been still in the tournament. Think, I still don't think they should have been in the tournament. They're in Sweet 16 it's now. Still, yeah, I mean, if you look at the resumes. But they made it further than Wisconsin did. It's true, but that's not saying much. So, um, yeah. So those were those were some of our car calls. Some of the other good calls. Um, Trent, you picked Auburn to lose in the second round. You just got the team they were losing to wrong, but you did have them both, going out in the second round. Both of those teams would have beaten Auburn. I think I said that. I think you Yeah, he did. Yeah. I, um, I think I might have said both those teams will beat Auburn. Hudson put Purdue in his Sweet 16, which they are in the Sweet 16. Um, my Elite Eight's looking pretty good. I had Arizona and Villanova. So if Arizona can get by Houston, which we're going to talk about, and then Villanova gets by, um, who are they playing? Uh, Who's Villanova playing? Michigan. They get by Michigan. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about some of these games after going through kind of some of our picks from last week. Um, uh, my wife had a good pick. Yeah, let's, let's hear it. Uh, she had St. Peter's in the Sweet 16. Because, you know, That's everyone had that. About. Oh, okay. Yeah. My, my wife had St. Peter's in the Sweet 16 and I called her crazy. And there, well, here we are. <laughs> here we are, St. Peter's. Basketball, I mean, is it too soon to call him a blue blood? <laughs> it's pending. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, Be but holy crap, St. Peter is beating Kentucky in the first round. I mean, that's easily the biggest surprise so far of the tournament, would you, would you say? Yeah. Easily, yeah. Yeah. I think I saw a stat that the entire athletic budget for St. Peter's is less than uh, Calipari's salary for the season. 
not surprising. It's just, uh, that's, it's, I don't know. To me, it's what makes March Madness so fun is you get stories like this every year. I mean, St. Peter's becomes yeah. the third ever 15 seed to make the Sweet 16, joining Oral Roberts and uh, Florida Gulf Coast from 2013. So it's just, do you all see St. Mary's going further than the Sweet 16? Or not St. Mary's, sorry. St. Peter's going further than the Sweet 16 because they play Purdue. Uh, Purdue. No, they're done. I, Probably I, not. I've been very yeah. impressed with Purdue. And Hudson, Hudson said this last week, and he said it because I told him that. Well, he probably he agreed with me, so whatever. Purdue is the most complete team in the country. They have everything, but they just have not clicked yet. And if they can click, they won't lose. Um, the first two games, Ivy's gotten a new haircut. Looks real good. Looks real solid. I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Purdue. I think they're going to go far, which means that St. Peter's wins this weekend. But <laughs> how far is the to- I'm going? Uh, say she had him losing to Texas. So, okay. And so she has, she doesn't have, she has two final four teams left. She's got Duke and Cano, Arizona, Duke and Arizona, but she's got like a 50 point lead right now. So it's, nice. it'd be a miracle if she lost. It's insane. They, it, she just did it in like three minutes. She only missed four games in the first round. Wow. <laughs> that's insane. That is. That's so crazy. Um, so, yeah, St. Pierre's to the Sweet 16. Baylor out in the second round. North Carolina to the Sweet 16. I mean, I'd say that's a big surprise. That's the, the only one seed not to be in the uh, in the Sweet 16 is Baylor Bears. So, that was, that was a wild thank game. You for that. Did you all watch it? Yeah. That was a bogus uh, ejection on that Brady Manic guy. He was going to go no, for it wasn't. forty. No, yes, it was. Come on, Andrew, you're doing this. That was again. a flagrant too. No, it was in slow motion. Yeah, swinging I... your elbow back at a dude's face. Uh, you don't think whatever. he knew he was back there? Well, besides the point, uh, UNC prevailed the point. anyway. That's what makes it a flagrant too. Besides the point, UNC prevailed, even though it was a bogus call. But we can move on. They prevailed, but it was the right call. It was almost the greatest NCAA basketball game of all time. And then Andrew had to ruin it by saying, I'm so nervous. And then (laughs) I was nervous. You know, keep it to yourself, buddy. North Carolina hadn't scored in eight minutes. And you said, I'm so nervous. And then they went on an eight nothing run. But yeah, that's beside the point that like Baylor had some foul trouble and took some questionable shots at the end. Yeah, I'm honestly on the North Carolina bandwagon now. I'm not. I hate that team. They drove really? me nuts. Just watching them, I just drove me nuts. Like, I hope they lose. Like I mean, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to watch them again. I, don't know, I just like the coach. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Baylor losing is upsetting. I mean, missing two of their best players, but you you can't make excuses because it's March. But I think they'll be back. I think they'll be back to be a one of the contenders next year, um, especially if they can have a little better luck in the injury column. Then they'll be looking really nice. But they lost. It is what it is. Um, Michigan upsetting Tennessee in the second round to advance to the Sweet 16. I don't think any of us had Michigan in our Sweet 16. Nope. That's That was quite the surprise. Um, 
do you all think that they can you think Michigan can keep this going? I mean, they got to play Villanova next. Mm, I'm not picking them over Villanova. Villanova can play down in competition though. They're known to do and Michigan's sort of clicking right, but you know, it's a, it's a week away too, so I don't know, but I just got a feeling, man. I mean, I I picked this is the first year in probably 10 years I didn't have Michigan in the final four. Like, even the year that they didn't make the tournament, I still had them in the Final Four, but it didn't happen. Um, so, and I, I think they, get, they got filmed now on how Ohio State just played Villanova. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to pick against Michigan right now. But I I, I don't know. I just, I think Villanova's going to win, but Michigan's going to win. Right? Yeah, same with same. Yeah, I see that. I can see it. I don't know. I. <laughs> it all makes sense. <laughs> it all makes sense. This is March. <laughs> yeah, that's the math. <laughs> yeah, that's the math. It all adds up. Um, Houston advanced to, I think, their third straight Sweet 16. And so they get to play Arizona. And I got to say, I think that's going to be a close game. It's a lot of athleticism for sure. Ball's going to be like, flying up and down. You know, Arizona has Christian Coloco, but... They were getting killed on the offensive rebounds in that game against TCU. And I know I said okay. on the podcast last week that TCU <laughs> was like, you know, second best or best offensive rebounding team in the country. But Houston's a good rebounding team. And I think that should be that should make this a much closer game than you might think it would be considering how talented Arizona is. I've all year been a TCU bandwagon. I almost picked them to beat Arizona in my bracket because their defense is so good and they are in every single game. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. who they're playing. Like they, they're the definition to play against your opponent. Like they'll play up to an opponent or they'll play down to an opponent. Um, so I really thought that TCU was going to sneak that, that one out there, but uh, they didn't obviously. Um, I, I think Arizona kind of rolls over Houston. Really? I just, I just think, that's how highly I think of TCU. I think the competition TCU saw all year was substantially better than the competition Houston saw. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I don't think Houston's played a team like Arizona yet this year. So it's going to be, I would not surprise me if it was like what Baylor did to Houston in the final four last year. Well, that was a whooping. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 if I'm Arizona, I'm not even worried about Houston. I'm worried about next round, maybe, because the only team in that in that uh, region I thought could give Arizona some problems was TCU and uh, Tennessee, but Tennessee's gone. So, Rip. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, do y'all want to move on to the games? Well, hold on. Do y'all have any final thoughts on on the first? First weekend of games? No? Okay. Not really. I probably okay. do, but you didn't bring them up, so no. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. You better be. um, okay, so we move on to the Sweet 16. So Thursday, we'll go one day at a time. So Thursday, you've got Arkansas versus Gonzaga, Michigan versus Villanova, Texas Tech versus Duke, and Houston versus Arizona. These four matchups, which one are you most looking forward to? Uh, Gonzaga, Arkansas, probably. It's a toss-up between Duke and Tech, though. That's, those are yeah, both. Same. Those are probably the two best games. I'd I, say. I, you I have to pick yeah. one. 
Okay, then Gonzaga, Arkansas, just because I have the Zags going all the way. And I like watching yeah. Chet. Andrew Timmy, balling out last game. Yeah. Trent, would you say that one or would you say Duke? Yeah, no, I like I like the Arkansas-Gonzaga game. I think the, the winner of that game is going to the Final Four. Okay, I'm, I'm cheering. I'm cheering hard for the Razorbacks, though. I want Gonzaga to lose. Yeah. No, I do too, and it's. Uh, I don't know. Um, I I am pretty excited to watch the uh, the North Carolina UCLA game too. I think that that'll be an exciting game. Uh, I thought you didn't want to watch UNC anymore. What happened? Or, oh, well, I want to watch. I want. I'm excited yeah, to watch so them lose. Let's move on. Let's move uh, okay. on to Friday's game. So St. Peter's, Purdue, Providence, Kansas. North Carolina, UCLA, Iowa State, Miami. Which one are you most excited for? Uh, those games, it's North Carolina, UCLA. The other games are going to be a blowout, I think, outside of Miami, Iowa State. I would say the first half is St. Peter's, Purdue, just to see if it's a close game and sort of scoreboard, scoreboard watch that one. But that one's just intriguing because it's St. Peter's. St. Yeah. Peter's isn't bad. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, no, they're um, not. I mean,. <laughs> One of the best 16 teams in the country. That's right. <laughs> Put some respect on their name. <laughs> um, yeah, I think out of those four, I think I would say UCLA, North Carolina, just because I think that, I mean. There's a lot of rich. It's, it's two blue bloods, two you know? Programs. Yeah, yeah. So it's. Uh, I am excited it'll, for it'll be really fun. just mop the floor with Providence, though, so you can get that. <laughs> I hope Providence wins just so we can come back and be like, man, they're the worst four seed in the tournament. <laughs> they're so bad. Like I, I like I was watching them, and I was like, How, what, huh? How are they winning? It doesn't even make sense. Like South Dakota State, they got out outcoached. Mm-hmm. The coaching was terrible in that game. There's no reason why you should let your team miss that many shots in a row and be on that over run for yeah. that, for as long as they were without, and then still have three timeouts left with 30 seconds left in the game. That's that was bad coaching, but. Okay. So let's, um, let's make some updated picks. So all of the brackets are busted. So it's, it's a, it's a wash to even go back to that. Um, for the 16 teams left, let's get final fours and let's get new champion. So I'll go first. So I think I'd still, I'd say my final four Gonzaga out of the West, keeping that the same, keeping Arizona, the same out of the South, out of the Midwest. Um, I guess Kansas, I, I guess, I mean, I like them more than Iowa state, Miami and Providence. And then, out of the East is where it gets tough. And I guess for there, I would, I think I'm going to have to go with Purdue. I think they're the best. They have the most talent left in that region. And then my champion, I'm going to just keep it the same and go with Gonzaga. So that's my final four and my champion. Who wants to go next? I'll do it. Um, For that region, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say the name. I like tech. I like Texas Tech. I think they played well. Um, I also like Arkansas. So I, I think Tech and Arkansas both win their first game this weekend, and that's a game that I'm really looking forward to watch if it happens. Tech versus Arkansas. I think that's oh, that'd be so good. fun. I yeah. think that'll be the game of the tournament. Um, but I I do like Tech 
out of that region. Um, I'm with you on Arizona and I'm with you on Purdue. I think Purdue just, they are, I mean, Alex said it, they have a lottery pick. Jaden, <laughs> Ivy, sorry. And uh, Zach Eady and Travion Williams, they're phenomenal yeah, like players. And they got, they got the, whatever his name is, the ends in bitch. Stefan Stefanovich or something, <laughs> the guy that can just knock down threes like nobody's business. Um yeah. in the in the Midwest though, that's the the one right, this one with Kansas. Yes. Yep. I I kinda like Miami. I do. Um, really? Yeah. They've they beat USC, they beat Auburn. Um I just I've not really been a big Kansas guy all year. I think I think they get by Providence, but I I think uh, Miami's proven themselves to me in the past couple of days. So I'm gonna take Miami, but Kansas wouldn't surprise me either. So I'm going Miami, Purdue, Arizona, and Tech. Ooh, I like tech. I like Purdue versus Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. And I Who think wins? I like Purdue. I think I like Purdue to win. Okay, awesome. Alex, give uh, give yours real quick because I think I need to go take cover. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick with the Zags out of the West. Go with Purdue out of the East. Go with Arizona out of the South, and stick with Kansas out of the Midwest as well. And champion. Uh, I'm gonna stick with the Zags. Zags win. Zags. All. Okay. So that's our updated Final Four, updated champions, uh, March Madness. Uh, when we come back, uh, it is going to be myself, Austin, Alex, and Trent t- doing our a really, really fun segment, DFW Sports segment. We talk about the Mavs, Rangers, Cowboys, Stars. All that's coming up next right after this. All right, it is time for uh, one of my favorite segments. I don't think we've ever done this before, but a DFW Sports segment. So it's myself, Alex, Austin, and Trent, a.k.a. Mr. Salient. And we're just going to go through all four um, major DFW teams. Uh, Apologies to Corey, you know, the biggest FC Dallas fan that we know, but we will not be uh, discussing them on on this podcast. But I wanted to start with the Red Hot Mavs, who cooled off uh, recently at the end of a uh, five-game road trip. Uh, The last four of those five games were an East Coast trip. those four games were against Boston, Brooklyn, Philly, and Charlotte. The last two were back-to-back. Mavs went 3-2 and two on that road trip, winning the first three and then dropping the last two. They currently hold the five seed and will likely end the five seed unless they drop below either Denver or Minnesota, which they actually play the Timberwolves tonight when we're recording this on Monday night. Um, but the Mavs, I mean, since the turn of the calendar, have just been... I believe since December 31st, they have the second best record in the NBA behind Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And That's they've, correct. I don't know. To me, I think they've really turned themselves into a Western conference contender. Um, do you all agree? Or do you think it's all smoke and they're going to be bouncing the first round again? I would be scared to play us if I was anybody else. I don't know if we have a contention. I don't know for Western conference finals. Like, I don't know for championship Guaranteed. series. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, definitely this team can make a run. And I think there's probably a couple of teams that could. But Yeah. I'm still just going to say getting out of the first round is all I want this year. Same. Everything after that is gravy. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, with Luka, we could beat anybody at the same time. 
Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this. I don't think there's a team in the league that looks at the – except maybe Denver. I don't know. Look at the Mavericks and say, yeah, I want to play them in the first round. Yeah. 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 So, I agree. I think – yeah. Uh, large upside. Yeah. Very, a very large upside on, yeah. on the Mavs in the playoffs. So, Well, I'm just – I don't know. I'm really excited to see what playoff Luka looks like when he's not going up against Kawhi and Paul George in an entire series. Because mm-hmm. you could argue that those Clippers teams were like the best equipped teams to defend Luca, and he still averaged, I want to say like 34, 9, and 9 over those two mm-hmm. playoff series. And so, I don't know. it If they go up against Utah, I mean, would it be outrageous to say that Luca averages like 38 a game? Like No. Especially yeah, a, with Dinwiddie yeah. like opening up the floor yeah. and stuff like and Brunson, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm i really excited to see it. So um, we kind of hit on this already. Um, the question was, what does, the Ma- what does this Mavs team need to do for you to consider this season a, a success? Alex, I think you already said, just get out of the first round. That's like, if they don't do that, then you consider this a failure. And if they do, oh, then yeah. you consider it a, a success. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What about you, Austin? Yeah, I would say get out of the first round. Um, I guess we'll likely have a matchup with Phoenix then in the second round. That's what it's looking like. Yeah, if they're so, in that four or five slot, then yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you know, yeah. I mean, don't get swept by the Suns. You know, like win one or two games. You know, make it go like six. I would consider that a win. I mean, I mean, beat the Suns is ideal, but <laughs> definitely yeah. just win, win the win in the first round and win yeah. a couple games in the second round. And I think you know, next year can be really special. So, mm-hmm. okay. What about you, Trent? You know, I think if they stay in, if they can get to the three seed, which I realize is a tall task. Yeah. Not enough I, time. I, I think, yeah, I think that would be success in itself. I don't necessarily think the Mavericks have to win a playoff series this year. I mean, it'd be oh, nice to, but you know, as a first year of a coach, they don't really have a big man. I kind of think they're going to do something this offseason to bring in a big man, whether that be through the draft or, I don't free agency. I don't know who's the free agent, but I'm just spitballing here. Um, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't call it a failure if the Mavericks don't. No, if they go out in like four or five games in the first round, that's a failure. But if they do another seven-game series with whoever, yeah, it sucks, but I wouldn't call it a failure. You just don't have a big man. You go, you go out and get a big man, second-year coach from J-Kid, come back I next think, year. I think, I think if think we did can... lose to the Jazz, though, in the first round, like, you know, when we've had the, kind of the – I know we've I think played that might well. Be the, that, that, might be the, that might be the best thing to happen. Right, but if we if lost, you, if, if we if lost lose, it would be a, No, yeah. no if, you, if you lose to a team with a big man, that might be the best thing that ever happened to the Mavericks. Because then they'll go out and get a big man, and then they'll be the best team in the West. Well, we could year. beat one big man and then lose to Aiton, like – you're gonna to lose to a big man. Yeah, I guess that's way. true. But like, I, what basically what I'm saying is, I I, I wouldn't like for the Dallas Cowboys this year was a disaster because it was. I mean, you just I don't I wasn't really I don't know if you guys were streaming the podcast earlier, but I, I imagine you talked about how the Cowboys have had kind of a cluster of a off season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, we, that's, we got into it a little it, bit. It came up. <laughs> and, that, and, and that's a result of a disappointing year. And I, I don't think that that kind of year has to happen if the Mavericks have a first-round exit. I, I think that's, that there's a lot of optimism around the team. Because we started poorly. We did. You, you started poorly. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there's a lot of optimism after that Porzingis trade. It's literally like you got a cancer out of a locker room and yeah. you can only go up. So I, I, I have high expectations for this team, but if they don't meet those expectations, I don't think it's the end of the world. Okay. That's fair. Um, yeah. I think you're overvaluing well, big and men I think, a like, little bit no. though. Cause the maps have gone on this well, run okay. after they got rid of their big man is what I would counter. Well, yeah, but who have they lost I, to I, these last three weeks? I wouldn't call Porzingis your... Games. Well, they were also running on fumes on a long road trip. You can sort uh, of That's true, that. but I mean, everyone's on fumes in the playoffs. Well, no, but there's no back-to-backs. Back-to-back. You got a couple days in between. There's a rest day. I, I don't care how many games you have in between. Playoff basketball, playoff sports in general is a grind. It doesn't matter what sport it is. You'll be yeah. tennis for all I care. There's, I, a, men- I, there's a mental element with I'm it. Not but- saying, I'm not saying that the Mavericks... Like I think that I, I don't want to call them contenders because I don't think they are. But okay. I mean, if they, if they if they ran off and won the national championship or the, not national championship, <laughs> sorry, March Stanley Cup, um, yeah, Stanley Cup, that one. If, if, they, if they if they run off and win the Stanley Cup this year, then that wouldn't surprise me. But I just I think they're they'd be better equipped if they had, you know, someone to play defense and down yeah. low. That's, that'd be yeah. that'd be a heck of a thing if the Mavs won Stanley Cup, huh? Yeah, first time. Ever. Greatest thing to ever happened in sports. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I think those are all good points, and like I don't know, I think I think w- getting out of the first round should be the goal slash expectation because they haven't done it. I mean they haven't Absolutely. gotten out of the first round since they won the title in 2011, which is in- De- insane. depressing. It's a long time. Um, however. I think even let's say worst case scenario that doesn't happen. Let's say they get bounced by Utah in the first round. You look back and you think, okay, Jason Kidd as a new as a head coach was a success. I mean, there were a lot of mixed feelings about him coming to Dallas, and we can all say that they've been a better team under Jason Kidd than they were under Carlisle the year before. Mm-hmm. Moving on from Kristaps Porzingis, I would say is a success. Um, because it gives you a little bit more flexibility this off season, uh, broke of that contract into two contracts and they've gotten a lot more, con- you know, contribution from Denwitty since that trade, than they, they would have gotten from Porzingis. Um, so I think that there are, there are ways you could still consider elements of the season a success, even if they do get bounced. But I think like the overall goal should be to get out of the first round. And, and that's, uh, that's kind of what I was trying to articulate. Okay. I don't know if you if you guys ended at the same point as I was there, but that that's pretty spot on with what I was trying to say. Okay, and I think that's all fair. Um, so let's talk about Dinwiddie for a second. Uh, I just mentioned him, so obviously he came over in the Porzingis trade, and holy crap, like he's been so much better than I think any of us could have expected. Oh yeah, absolutely. Back to back game winners against two East Giants, like. And I mean, Luca takes those shots if 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 KP's still on the team, like one hundred percent. But he dished. I saw something, and normally I I can't stand anytime Stephen A is on my television. But um, oh, I love this quote. Yeah, this quote. I saw mm-hmm. I saw a quote from him where he was talking about the game winner that then what he had in Brooklyn, and he was like, "I'll tell you one thing, Luca ain't giving the ball to Porzingis in that situation." And yeah. It's, <laughs> It's absolutely true. And like it, Luke it, is taking a, a mm-hmm. double teamed contested step back three pointer from 28 feet. <laughs> and he might make it because he's making it. Yeah. 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 50, 50. At, at Clippers. 
So it's yeah. uh and I saw I saw a really like I saw a really cool little nugget from that from that game winning shot. Um the way Lucas set it up, so you had Dragic playing kind of um help defense in the corner. And when Luca got double teamed and he went to pass, he was looking in the corner when he passed it to Dinwiddie. And so by doing that, it kept Dragic back just half a second. And so then he passed it, no look to Dinwiddie, and it gave him just enough time to get a clean look off to where it wasn't like truly contested by Dragic. And it's just like, I don't know, it's just those little things that Luca does. Yeah. Then he goes to, and then Dinwiddie goes and hugs Nico. <laughs> and says, yeah. thanks for effing trading for me. Like, yeah. Uh, Donnie Hugs. Nelson would Donnie Nelson would never. No, uh, that's a <laughs> that's that's a name that <laughs> has been in the news recently. Um, we'll cover that later. <laughs> the next episode of um, making the call SVU. <laughs> making the call SVU. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, the the previous segment we recorded. Uh, Trent and Alex. Uh, we talked about the Watson stuff, and then we talked about made the comment about Jerry Jones with his uh, illegitimate daughter. So oh, we yeah. joked it was, you know, investigative series of making the call SVU going into all the, yeah. Anyways, um, we have our outlines. We're ready to go. We're ready. Um, all right. Last Mavs topic. Where does Luca belong in the MVP discussion? Three. Yeah. I was going to say top four, but I'm good with three. I have him above Morant and mine. Yeah. He's, yeah, the, only, he's the only player. Him. He's the only player to average 27, eight and eight, but like, Jokic. Do you, do you have him above Jokic? No. Jokic yeah. is number one. Do you one. have him above Giannis? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I, have so him, I have him beat at two, Doncic at three, and Giannis at four. You could argue Giannis above Doncic, but. Okay. I like Austin's points here more than anyone so far. <laughs> Alex? Um. Yeah, I mean. I don't really think he's above three. You could argue he's 50-50 with Ja. One thing, though, with – I mean, the Grizzlies are still winning without Ja Morant right now. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Haven't they only lost, like, two games when he's been out of the lineup? Mm-hmm. Something like that. But Two or three, yeah. Just because Luka had that one month at the beginning of the season, that's uh, – uh-oh. Told you guys. Tornado. <laughs> no, a tornado. Yeah, tornado if Luka came in firing in the beginning of the season, he'd be up there with Jokic and MB, but – He's not, and he knows that. So, just got to start hot next. We got to figure yeah. out how to not start cold. That's the thing. Yeah, Andrew, so, are you gonna have to shelter in place. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I'm right by a window, so your commitment to journalism is astounding, and we honor you for no it. No days off. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, when it was when it was here, the rain was blowing sideways, and I was fine. So if the rain's not sideways yet, you're good. It's raining sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't gonna rain. I think we're probably fine. Um, but yeah, I think I think three or four is probably fair. I don't know if I could make a definitive case for him over like Giannis Embiid and Jokic, uh, just because like what Jokic has done with Denver. I mean, we talk about Luca not having like a true second star, but like Jokic has done all this with like Composo without, without like, Markeith Morris yeah. and missing two stars. Just, yeah. He's got Aaron what, Gordon. He's got Aaron Gordon. I, yeah. I sort of forgot he was on the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's good talent though. Like he's just a decent role player, I guess. Yeah. That, that run that Embiid went on over Christmas 
Unreal. That yeah. was, the, I think that was the craziest basketball I've ever witnessed. It, it's just like seeing every other night. night. And he was just <laughs> the overprop was hitting every <laughs> time. <laughs> casually <laughs> dropping 35 points a night. Yeah. Well, how was, many games straight was it? I don't know. I just like remember 20 or 30. It was, it was him, like 20 in December. And then you had DeRozan in January who was oh, doing the same was, thing. But yeah. Yeah, he broke, was, broke Wilt Chamberlain's record of like consecutive games over 25 or something like that. Yeah. All right. So 35. let's move on. Um, let's move on to the Rangers. Yes. Woo. Baseball. Texas Rangers baseball. Uh, it is back. Oh, I think the sirens <laughs> are going off. Um, push through. Push through. Push, push. <laughs> They're currently winning 21 to 6. Maybe we should switch to the Cowboys since there will be no touchdown if we. Ah. <laughs> Dad joke. Good. We don't need one <laughs> this week. Good. There it is. That was good. <laughs> we need to dub that. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about. Yeah, let's talk about the Rangers. So they so stupid. What they're beating the, Rang- the freaking Guardians. It's oh, stupid. It's a that minor league the team. Guardian. No, it's no, it's game. not. It's that's oh, why it's Cleveland. that's why it's stupid. Did you yeah, see I'm that? Not, did you see it. that the Cleveland Indians had to pay somebody for for the Guardians domain that's because pathetic. there was like some rugby team already named the Cleveland Guardians and they like didn't check. <laughs> that's embarrassing. Yeah, Almost that as embarrassing funny. as losing twenty one to six right now. Yeah, there's no doubt that the Rangers bats are going to be hot this year. It's going to be great. Yeah, I just don't think. Just to watch exciting baseball. And we can get into it. Like, I mean, the bats will keep us in games. I really, my, well, I guess we'll recap the offseason first and then we can get into expectations. But so, yeah, so really, so really the big moves. Um, obviously, this was pre lockout, but they made the big splashes in signing Marcus Simeon to a seven year contract, Corey Seeger to a 10 year contract. And they also got Cole Calhoun during that time for a one year contract. And then John Gray, starting pitcher, four years, 56 million. Um, and then post lockout, they went and they signed, um, let's Catcher. see, they went Brad Carver. Miller, Matt Carpenter, Garrett Richards, Greg Hall, Harlan, or Greg Holland, sorry, Charlie Culberson, um, Mitch Garver traded Isaiah Kiner Falefa. They brought back Martin Perez. Um, so their pitching is going to be shaky, but those bats, man, I mean, I just love that we set the record for most money ever inked in professional baseball on a single day. Dang. I know. Right? 561 million in a day with Seeger, Simeon, and Gray. And, and you, you know what? They're the, one of the only teams in the league that have that money right now because mm-hmm. they allowed fans yep. during COVID. Yeah. Now they got this brand new stadium to go and watch bombs every single night. Hey, yes. it's going to be great. And, you know, like, I think John Gray is going to be good for the rotation, and I think it's yeah. going to help with the young guys. You know, pitching before the lockout was going to be, like, our main problem. Like It's, it's still going to be the main problem. It's still – I yeah. think – I mean, but it's, it's less It's less of a problem now. We're over 500. I think we're over 500. I don't think we make the playoffs, yeah. but we're over 500. Well, they could go get a pitcher at the deadline, too, if they're flirting around the wild card, which I think that's what they'll be in. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. I, I – I sort of view the Rangers this year. We'll just go to expectations as like the year, the 2010 Rangers, the year before where everything was getting put into place. Like you could see it. I think they won 82 games that year, but then the next two years, or not the 20, I'm at the 2009. 2009. 2009, But yeah, 
It's it's like the year before they go on the road because they've got a bunch of young pitching talent coming up. Yeah, the too. farm system's top five. Right yeah, now. it looks good. So I think, and we could compete as early as next year. Yeah, this year they'll just they'll maybe. probably flirt, flirt with like a wild card spot. Twenty twenty four Texas Rangers are going to be dangerous. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, I, I, go ahead, Trent. Oh, oh, you go. I got a coughing fit coming. Hashtag oh. flu. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think like it's it's really fun to look forward to a Ranger season again because it's been a few years since we've had that, and it just I yeah. like like I said on this podcast whenever they made all those signings for Corey Seager and Trevor Simeon, like I don't even care if they work out in those final years of the contract. I'm just I'm happy that they like they at least tried, like they at least went out there and wanted to like mm-hmm. they're trying to contend. Or they're yeah. building towards something. Yeah. Um, I live I live out of market, and they actually make me want to buy MLB TV this year. Oof! You should Which do it. I'm Honestly. I'm gonna do it. This is the first year that Why I'm would gonna you do just, it to yourself. Why just would you join our just join our good friend Jack? You could also just watch a watch bunch of other random seas. games. But guys, because I'm a good Christian boy, and I need to do what watch baseball. Is. You're yeah. Christian. Good Christians watch baseball. No, he means he's not gonna pirate it. He's not, not gonna, gonna pirate it. He's yeah. not going to go to Google and type in Reddit MLB streams. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm, not, I'm not saying to do that, but if you were going to. This podcast is getting taken down. <laughs> what, <laughs> by all of our sponsors? <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't have Donald Trump on it. We're fine. Uh, okay, well, moving on. Um, <laughs> all right. So what's something that you're most looking forward to seeing this year? It could be like Corey so, Seager. It could okay. Be I'll go Simeon. first. Thanks for okay. asking, Andrew. Um, <laughs> offense ooh home runs just offense it's like great. i don't i am tired of going to baseball games and losing 2 to 1 <laughs> nobody wants to see that like nobody wants to see that congratulations you can throw a baseball and you can pitch well and play great defense that's so boring baseball's boring i want to see 11 to 10 every night and I think we're going to get that with the Rangers. I really do. <laughs> All signs point to it right now. I love it. <laughs> I think I'm most excited just to watch uh, Seager and Simeon in the middle infield. Yeah. It, it's a, you, didn't mean, like, it's, uh, you didn't like having Rugen and Odor you know, at second base? I mean, there was the possibility that he was going to punch somebody every night. but like, <laughs> So there was that entertainment value. But like, I don't know. I'm just excited to see that. Yeah, I am too. Um, okay. So let's move on to let's move on to the Cowboys. And I think uh I think our good friend Austin has to bail out. Um he's a good Christian man who works for a church and he has to go do church things. So Yes. Austin, go Cowboys. See you later. Um yes. so appreciate appreciate all the all the nice discussions tonight. So let's move on. Uh Trent and Alex, uh we can make it quick since I'll be the I'll be the lone Cowboys fan, or y'all yeah, can just make fun of my team. Um, if you want, uh, but they do that to themselves. We don't have to do it. Yeah. yeah. But the Cowboys have just had like the dream off season. <laughs> you know, they, um, better than ours. Trade Amari Cooper <laughs> because they didn't want to pay him $20 million. And then Cleveland Brown trades, trades for him. And then immediately restructures his deal into a $5 million cap hit and $15 million roster bonus. So it brings his cap hit down 15 million, but you know, the Cowboys couldn't figure out how to do that. Um, they cut Lyle Collins. Lyle Collins then goes and signs with Cincinnati. 
Um, they did re-sign Michael Gallup, which I'm happy about. Uh, they let Randy Gregory walk because of some language in the contract. They tried to sneak in there at the 11th hour um, where they had agreed to terms. And then they tried to add something thinking that he wouldn't notice. And he took offense to that and said, okay, I'll just go play for Denver. So they lose Randy Gregory. Um, they did restructure DeMarcus Lawrence's contract. They brought back Leighton Van Der Esch on a one-year contract. Tonight, it came out that they are re-signing J. Ron Curse, which I actually really like. Um, he was actually really good at the safety position last year. So um, I think that'll be I think that, that'll be a good move for them. But yeah, I don't know, man. Losing Lyle Collins and Amari Cooper hurts. Um, I, s- I saw a thing today that they're making a push for Zadarius Smith. That's exciting, huh? What do you think about that? Zadarius Smith? Yeah. Well, both mine and Trent's team is. Uh, I saw he met with the Vikings today. Oh, uh, the Vikings probably have more money to offer. So. Probably, and he might enjoy getting to rush uh, Aaron Rodgers two times this year. Yeah, just I guess a, the only just a plus is Dan Quinn, I guess, but yeah. We'll yeah. I don't know, but it we don't have to get into a lot of the Cowboys stuff. Austin and I hit on it a little bit earlier, but um, right. I'll ask you this. Do you think the Cowboys make the playoffs this year? Yeah, just because you're in the NFC East, yeah. I'm going to say no. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So who yeah. wins that division? Um, I like the moves Washington has made. Ooh. You like Commander Carson? I do like <laughs> Commander. I've been a big Commander Carson fan for a while. I think he's uh, he's a pretty good quarterback. He's good enough to get Washington, Washington to the playoffs, I think. But, I mean, when was the last time an NFC East team won the division two years in a row? Uh, I don't think it's ever happened. Yeah. No. So, it's not going to be the Cowboys. <laughs> well, they could uh, still get a wild card, though. Uh, they could, but uh, then you got to take some NF- I, I, I think they, NFC still West like teams out of it. And I don't think I'm not, willing to do, I'm not willing to do that. I think Dak can still get you 10, 11 wins with this roster right now. I don't know. I don't know. It's I a conversation for I mean, day. I think that could. I think the Cowboys could go what five and one in the division, and that wouldn't be crazy. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think that'll happen. I think another year. I think the Phillies gonna be good again, and Washington's gonna be good again. Giants gonna be terrible. <laughs> so there's Daniel two Jones. <laughs> if, there he is. If, if he got mentioned lucky. a little too much in the in the NFL segment we did. Uh, it was course. embarrassing. Um, it wasn't even on the thing. <laughs> he fi- it, it's like Beetlejuice, man. It finds a way. Like I, I don't know what happens. Um, okay, Trent, you want to give us uh, what I like to call Trent's power play on the stars? Uh, sure. Just two minutes on hockey. Two minutes on hockey. You just want a Dallas Stars update? Yeah. Yep. Well, they just came off a road trip. Um. They lost to a team they should have beat, and they beat a team they should have lost to. So that's good. Uh, trade deadline was today. They stayed mostly quiet, made a few moves. They went and got another goalie because all their goalies are on long-term IR, except the Otter. <laughs> the Otter's the future. Future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's been pretty good. He had a – they stumbled a little bit this past week just because, A, they were on the road. B, Miro's got mono. 
which he's the best defenseman in the league. So when you lose him, you're in some trouble. Um, right now they sit a point out of a wild card spot, but they got three games in hand. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know what that means, they've played three less games than the team ahead of them. And they can have, so those three games have a potential for six points. So if they win all three, they get six. Uh, two points for a win. <laughs> one point for an overtime loss. But uh, and then they another another move they made today that I kind of like but kind of don't like is they went and got a guy named Vladimir Nemestikov. Y'all want to guess where he's from? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a, a Russian Damn. center from Detroit. Um, he was drafted by Tampa. He's a pretty good player. He's got 25 points in 60 games. Be a pretty good depth player. I just hope they get rid of Radic Foxa, but they won't. But yeah, I I I think they're in the playoff spot. That's that's pretty. I would I would bet money on it right now at this point. But they have to win their games in hand. Yeah, and they're gonna get clapped in the first round by Colorado. So I don't know if it makes a whole lot of difference. Yeah, that's true. All right. All right. So that's uh that's two minutes on hockey. Um, I think that does it for the DFW sports segment. Um, so yeah, and that's going to do it for this week's episode of making the call. Uh, the dad joke this week, since this is going on our March madness recap episode, we're going to keep the theme and do a, another basketball themed dad joke. Where is a basketball player's favorite place to eat? Basketball Dunkin Robinson. donuts. Nice. So that's going to do it for this for uh, this podcast. Um, later this week, we've got our NFL offseason podcast with myself, Austin, and Rosie. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time.